fun. What is up, everybody? I am your host. And again, listen, I retain the title at Backlash. I am still your longest reigning pay-per-view champion, five months and counting. And the Night of Champions is coming up, and I'll retain my title then again. But I am one of your hosts, the Hot Commodity, and the longest reigning pay-per-view champion, Can't See. Joined by my good friend and new co-host, uh, introduce yourself, sir. Hello, I'm Anthony. I came close. I made one mistake on the last match, but I'll try again at Night of Champions. Dude, you have a chance to go to Saudi Arabia, but you don't have a chance at winning this. Um, <laughs> what I will say is our good friend Christian is not here. He is being a good Samaritan, a good human. Very good human. And taking care of business. And uh, he'll be back with our next recap. So hi, Christian. Hello. Uh, he came. He did pretty good. We'll tell you his... Uh, you know, total earnings, total earnings. Like he, he won't <laughs> money from this. His total winnings uh, at the end of this. But yes, we are here to cover WWE Backlash, uh, twenty twenty three. They are live in San Juan, Puerto Rico. It was this past Saturday. Um, quick overall question for you: uh, What were your overall thoughts on the show? Without diving too much into the match and stuff, what did you think? Yeah, sure. Uh, I mean, this was a show for the country of Puerto Rico. That's what it was. Uh, this was a country that, you know, has gotten some bad press in the past, really because of the whole Bruiser Brody thing. You can go back to that. Uh, and really hasn't had much mainstream wrestling since then. Uh, you know, a lot of mainstream companies decided not to go back to Puerto Rico. And this was a show for the Puerto Rican people. And this show proved that this country deserves wrestling a hell of a lot more than it gets. Mm-hmm. And uh, the audience showed up. And people in America should really take notice because there there was no piped in crowd noise for this show. This was a show that 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 needs to be studied by people in America because the, the audience showed up for this one. They were really into it. But do you think do you think it's because because, you know, you'll have some people that over here will say, well, it's because they don't ever go there. Do you think or do you think it's just because of how much into it they are? Because I think the fans there are really into it as well. Sure, like um, like you know, if you if you don't have something for a while, you you know the fondness. Uh, yeah, you know, I, I'm sure, have not having something for a long time. I mean, you could see it right now in the sales for All In for AEW. You know, England's a starved market for a mainstream wrestling company. Uh, WWE goes over there, you know, and does like house short house show tours. Uh, so when they announce a giant stadium show, of course it's gonna sell out. Yeah. Even non-AEW fans, as long as they're wrestling fans, are going to go to that show. Um, so the people of Puerto Rico are like, hey, we're getting a wrestling show. We got to be big. got to be loud. We got to make sure they want to come back here. Um, but clearly, uh, the majority of, of Puerto Rico that showed up for the show were big into wrestling. You saw every shirt from Austin 316 to NWO to the current wrestling shirts. So this, you know, they brought it for the show. Worldwide, definitely. And I feel that way, too. Whenever they come to Connecticut, I'm like, yeah, let's get this energy. Make them let's yeah. want to come back. You're like, I mean, I, I really I say respect. I'm from Jersey, so we're used to the uh, the, the North crowd. And it used to be Continental Airlines after WrestleMania when Ziggler cashed in against Del Rio. So, you know, we like to show up, too. Respect, man. Of course. Listen, you got it. And again, like for me, like I remember I popped hard when Bailey won at Money in the Bank, the SmackDown Women's title. And when Adam Cole won the NXT title at TakeOver, that yep. was pop, popping moments. Uh, and we share that same experience. I was at that Money in the Bank also. So. 
That's right. Fist bump, brother. Connecticut. That's, That's right. Depressing, man. We're going to go to another one. Absolutely. We're going to find a way, either your casa, my casa, we're going to do it. It's going to be 100% all the way fucking up. Anyways, so yes, um, San Juan turned up, definitely. I mean, they really did make every like match seem important. The crowd like was really into it. And it really made us at home really get into it, too. It, you know, when the crowd's into it, you pay more attention. When the crowd wasn't there in 2020, I wanted to cry. It was so boring. Um, and you can tell even the fans, whether I'm not fans, the wrestlers, whether they're getting booed or like cheered, they love the interaction from the fans. They're, it's just that it's yeah. gratification. But speaking of gratification, I actually enjoyed this match. It's the first match of the night, the Raw Women's Championship. The EST, the Raw Women's Champion, Bianca Belair, taking on EO Sky. And I'll tell you, man, with this match, I really thought that EO had it. Not that I thought she was going to win, but during the match. There was a moment where I turned and I was like, yo, I think EO is going to win this one. I was getting a little nervous here. There's a lot of back and forth action here. EO did a lot of impressive moves. She was sort of going, going back to her sort of old NXT ways before she was damage control. And damage control, she kind of was quiet, doesn't really have a lot of character. This match showed that Io Sky is a person to rely on in terms of, like, putting on good matches. And she doesn't really need a character. She's like an Asuka, you know, make her make her fight Asuka. You know, that would be interesting just to see those two ladies. I love the Japanese fighting style, so I like to see those two go at it. But I also think that we need to see more of Io Sky. I think she cemented herself in this match. Bianca Belair looks good as well, you know, she's the ESP. Pretty much the ending comes when damage control come out and uh Bianca grabs Bailey. Dakota Kai kicks Bianca. Bailey holds uh um Bianca's hair. Io goes for a moonsault, but Bianca moves and yells a KOD and gets the win. So even with interference from damage control, Bailey, or I'm sorry, Bianca Belair is able to defeat Io Sky. We all knew Bianca was gonna win this. But what are your thoughts on this one? And do you think that EO now sort of, you know, show that she can do it? I mean, she could be women's champion. Yeah. So first, the initial thing is bringing Tokyo Shock back as the entrance theme for EO was huge. I love that song. Um, that was so cool in NXT in that little environment and bringing it back. You could just tell it's got like a different theme uh, better than the damage control one. Um, EO is a fantastic competitor. Uh, anyone that watched her in her very short time, even Lucha Underground, knew how great she was. So when WWE signed her, everyone had these big dreams for her. She was great in NXT. They bring her up. They put her in the damage control, uh, you know, stable. It hasn't gone great. They've been tagging champions, but there's always more. EO is an absolute possible solo star after this match. Um, I agree with you. She she could have had it a couple times. The thing that I think, by the way, she has one of the best moonsaults I have ever mm -hmm. seen in the history of wrestling. Mm -hmm. Um, the thing that I really noticed in this match was that Bianca was doing a little a little heel work during this match. I don't know if it was necessarily heel work, but she wasn't working Here, as shit out of her. Yeah, and she wasn't really working as a face once they started booing her. She was kind of reacting to the crowd. Uh, Io was kind of getting a little bit more of the face, you know, react and stuff like that. Um, and Bailey kind of cost her. So, are we starting to see a little tension and damage control? I think that story's kind of run its course. Yeah. Um, they could unfortunately leave Dakota kind of without a path. So we'll see where that goes. I always, I've always loved Dakota. 
Um, so EO proved in this match exactly what we knew already, that she is somebody who can be trusted in big matches. Uh, Bianca's always been phenomenal. I mean, she, there's a reason why she's held that title for so long. Um, but it was a historic night for her. She became the longest reigning Raw champion. I mean, it's been around for not that long, so it's you know, not, you know it's like one of those newly created records. Um, so you knew she wasn't going to lose, but EO proved something, and, and she can go. Dude, I'm a big EO fan. I really think she definitely deserves a shot again at a title. Um, but yeah, again, like you said, maybe it just could be the end of damage control. We got Friday Night SmackDown coming up. The tag titles are on the line. Who knows? Maybe EO could cost Bailey and uh, Dakota. But uh, we have Savio Vega backstage, and he presents Bad Bunny with a Puerto Rican kendo stick. Sayasi Savio Vega. Although I will say he would never, like, be able – he'd probably beat my ass, but, like, he could never beat anybody's ass. So seeing him come out was kind of, like, cool. Obviously, the fans loved him, but, like, come on. Well, uh, I, I thought he was signed to MLW still because he still probably. fights there regularly, and then he shows probably. up, and I was like, oh, look, Savio Vega's there. Like, that was pretty cool. I mean, his attitude ever, guys – I remember Savio Vega with with Austin like that was a huge feud for him so that was cool. That dude, him. he had a great Caribbean strap match at um Beware yeah. uh, of Dog. I just feel like I always laugh when like the old school wrestlers come out and they're a bit heavier and they come out. Oh yeah, yeah. And they're like, yo, I'll still go. And it's like it's really funny because they have something to prove. So Savio Vega come out, they're ready to fucking go. But you know. Of course, it's his home. It's his home territory. So I forget who. Just, oh, Jake Roberts just announced say that he'll never wrestle, and I was like, no shit. <laughs> like, oh yeah, I mean, I, yeah, <laughs> you probably shouldn't. You were just oh, on oxygen. God bless him, though. Let me tell you, man, he overcame. God bless you, Jake Roberts. As a fellow sober oh, guy, man. Jake Roberts is a is a great, great guy. I like him. For real, I love Jake and Rock and Robin, man. Keep on rocking, <laughs> Grizzly Smith, man. Woo. All right, so a whole other direction. We have our next match, Seth freaking Rollins taking on Omos. And again, I wasn't looking forward to this one. I'm not not an Omos fan. I know that Seth makes whoever he fights looks good. But really, what is the point of making Omos look good? He's just like a tall dude who's really not going to do anything. He barely is able to move around the ring. Um, people are saying this was his best match against Seth. Seth did most, pretty much all the work. Um, the end comes after Rollins nails a bunch of stomps and he nails a top rope curve stomp to stop Omos. Um, supposedly, word backstage is they're high on Omos now after this match. Again, claiming this is his best match. But do you think this is worth it? And, like, again, like, why do they do this? Like, what is what do you think was the point of this? Yeah, I think that first of all, that's a good point. Uh, there was no build at all. Yeah. You know, they were building toward the world heavyweight championship matches. So there was no build. Um, the, I thought the one like cool thing about it was uh, when uh, when Rollins goes to stomp Omos and he like stops it with his neck, basically. Oh, that, so was, that, that was a cool part of it. That was cool. Um, but the real question is, when was the last time you saw somebody Omos's size do anything notable in a ring? Like, like, no. Realistically, if you compare him to guys his size, Ray Kali. Yeah, like Ali was awful in the ring. He got a title. I don't really know why. Giant Gonzalez was horrendous in the ring. Uh, that Satnam Singh guy on AEW has yet to be in the ring, basically. So I, I almost because of his size, Road Dog can be very high on him. He always speaks highly of him. Uh, he compared him to Andre the Giant, which I did not understand. Oh, Road Dog! I love Road Dog. Road Dog, lay off the pot. No, no. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, I like Bro Dog, but I didn't understand the comparison. 
Oh but, my god! No, no, I'm saying no. What I'm saying is I can't believe Rodar would compare the two. Yeah, like, that's. Uh, no. He said he might have a, a better upside than some of the previous legends. But yeah, I I don't get kind of like building Omos because maybe he'll be a nothing happened. Yeah, Did maybe he'll just. What happened with him on Raw after? Was he even on Raw? What's on Raw? See, if I have a problem remembering it, <laughs> then he's not go. that noticeable. Like, uh, he, I think I'm looking he, at my notes. Did, to did see. he beat? Did he beat a, a jobber? Maybe he beat one of the Morissette guys. Remember, wrote uh, uh, no, joke about there. that. No, Omas was not there. So it's like you build them up for what? Like they literally, they just they put Omas in the match because they're in Puerto Rico and they wanted to see. Yeah, and like you said, yeah. Rollins could make anybody look like a star mm-hmm. like that Seth Rollins thing I can have a good match with anybody mm-hmm. uh, and he showed it because he made Omos look like a star um, so I don't know this to me was one of those matches that was like hey we need to fill up a card uh, of this basically glorified house show mm-hmm. uh, you know which it was so like hey we're going to throw a random match out there we have Rollins we need him to face somebody we're not gonna throw him out there with a huge guy right now, like uh, you know, like Cody or anything like that. So we have Omos. Let's throw him out there with him. Let's see yeah. what he does. It, you know, it, it, again, it wasn't terrible, but Omos has a lot, a lot of work. Even though if that was his best, then it's like his worst is terrible. Um, let's, let's yeah. talk about the next match. It is a triple threat match for the United States Championship. Austin Theory retaining against Bronson Reed. And Bobby Lashley, I like this match. We talked a little bit before coming on air. Really, not a lot of action here in terms of like you know, like people were saying, oh, they had a great, you know, that there was a great, um, you know, triple threat prior, so it might be good. And it was, it wasn't bad, but again, it just seemed like really random placement with these guys. Pretty much, the end comes. Uh, Bronson Reed misses a moonsault. Lashley spears Reed. There he is able to toss Lashley outside and get the cheap pin on Reed. This match just made me feel like another filler match where, you know, we already knew going into a theory was champion. I thought that maybe Lashley might have gotten a chance to win because they were on SmackDown, but I knew Reed was not going to win because he's on Raw. Or I'm sorry, he's on SmackDown and, or no. Yeah, theory's on, theory's on SmackDown. Theory's on SmackDown, theory's on SmackDown yeah. yeah. So, um, you know, Bobby Lashley looked good, but this match really didn't do anything for anyone. But what were your thoughts on this match? Yeah, I, I think it was a filler match. Uh, I actually wrote my notes here, just like throwaway match. Um, I don't know how many more times you could possibly see Austin Theory and Lashley in the same match. Yeah. Um, and we're going to see them again in a triple threat match. Um, but I don't know. That, that tsunami that Reed does is, That's cool. is a cool move. Like that size of a guy to do that, oh. uh, you know, you kind of forget about that. That guy just beat Okada a couple of months ago in New Japan. You kind of forget about that when you see him sometimes. But he's got some talent. Uh, but overall, just didn't do anything for me. It was like a, you knew who was retaining, you knew what was going on. No big deal. Yeah, again, I agree with you. It was just a basic sort of uh let's add this match put these guys on the card i'm a big bobby lashley fan though i really want to see him make some point maybe get a title shot but uh i'm over like you said this austin theory bobby lashley situation yeah 
Um, okay, next we have the WWE SmackDown Women's Championship. The SmackDown Women's Champion, Rhea Ripley, defending against the hometown girls, Lena Vega, who looked amazing with that really cool Puerto Rican flag. What was it, like a cape sort of thing? Yeah, it was like a cape bats yeah. suit. <laughs> I thought she was going to fly off and, like, you know, save the Puerto Rican people from yeah. people, you know, infestations of the world. Um, it was a very... I'll say quick match. I thought that Zelina could have done a bit more. I'm a big Zelina Vega fan. Her mom got involved and gave her the flip-flop. That was cool. Um, Zelina was able to nail a 619, which is very cool. But in the end, Rio was able to nail the Riptide and just end things. Um, really, for me, again, only reason I think you mentioned this sort of for the crowd, you know, obviously support Zelina Vega for that reason. But I do kind of wish they gave them a bit more time because I do feel like if they give Zelina just keeps looking like she doesn't know what she's doing in the ring. And it's not that she doesn't know what she's doing, but I just feel like with what she's given in the ring, she hasn't really done the best that she can. And maybe this is the best that she can do. But this match reminds me of like a match that would have been on Raw in like 2005. Like it was very short. Um, and it's like you're in her hometown, like give her a bit more. But what do you think? You know, I agree with that. It seems like. Um... Kind of recently, I don't know if it has anything to do with the rumors of Vince having his hand a little bit more into it. Women's matches quality have gone down. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, they've gotten shorter. There's been less like production seemed to gone into it. Um, and I'm a, I'm a big proponent of women's wrestling. I think that you know women's wrestling can be just as good as men's can. I think you know, uh-huh. they, they, especially you know, growing up to the Attitude Era, that was you know. It was hot chicks and who didn't know how to wrestle for the most part. And now we have, you know, really attractive women who could also wrestle. Um, and this match was obviously for Zelina to have her moment in front of her family, in front of the crowd. Um, we already knew the outcome. We knew that Rhea couldn't lose the title this quickly. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, let her have more of a moment. Let her do some more. Um, she looked great while doing it, but let her have some more time. Um, there was no need to have a short match here. You could have given him more time and there could have been a little bit cut somewhere else or you didn't really need to cut. I mean, you're not on a time restriction here. There's no time restriction like a Raw where you have three hours. You have time. Um, but I guess you knew the ending. They're not going to exert yeah. Rhea in this match to, to risk injury or something like that. So they kind of just did what they had to do. But they gave they gave her a match. And then they, they let uh, Zelina you know, stay in the ring at the end and get cheered. Mm-hmm. Oh, that, that was nice that was great I, I remember when i went to the master square garden show it was i think the day of 9 11 and i was sad that zelina didn't get to participate because you know her dad was yes yes that was messed up but you know what? she did get her due diligence it was a decent match i love zelina's work better as a heel but you know still good to see her Rhea ripley's gonna dominate Speaking of Dominic, this match was probably the match that everyone on social media has been talking about. The San Juan Street Fight, Damian Priest taking on Bad Bunny. And this was a very fun match to watch because not only was there a lot of action, there's a lot of surprises in it. Uh, Bad Bunny comes down with, with the cart full of weapons, which a lot of people are comparing to, I think, New, New Jack, Jack, right? The great Which's- New Jack homage. Dude, I love that because I just got done watching his uh, Dark Side of the Ring. I'm watching, rewatching. Great that. series. And yes, and so I, you know, anticipation for season four, I'm watching all of them. And, you know, New Jack, knowing his background and just how hardcore he is as a person and as a character, 
um, Bad Bunny coming out showing his respect to wrestling just shows how much he cares about the business. And I really like that. Um, also, I, great I, job by WWE to change his theme song because clearly yeah. everyone in Puerto Rico knows that song because they were so loud with that song. They knew every word of it. They knew the callback. They knew everything about that. So great job, whoever yeah. I, whoever did that. Bravo changing that theme song because they that knew exactly awesome. what to do. Does the producer does they do the music too, or are they just? I don't know. I don't know who that was. If, if maybe it was Bunny's idea, or if it was the producer, or if somebody there. I don't know who it was, but I know Jamie Noble produced this. Yes, so high on him. He's a hell of a producer. That guy. He really turned into one of the main guys backstage. I remember. You know, listen. If you ever hate life, think about Jamie Noble. You could go from living in a trailer with Nidia. With Nidia. Fucking, you know, you mean one of the biggest producers in WWE? Remember those days at the Minko and turning on SmackDown? Yep. Those are he days. was with Nidia, then he was JJ Security with Joey Mercury, and now he's oh producing uh, Bad Bunny's matches. There good for go. him. Um, <laughs> good for him. Um, <laughs> a, lot, a lot of good stuff, a lot of good stuff here, a lot of action. Um, there's a moment where we see, like, also, one thing I do want to recognize too that a lot of people like need to understand kind of that like it takes me a while this dude's like a grammy winner like he just got off of coachella like this guy isn't like a singer with one album this is like a fucking grammy award winning like number one like and he's out here like not only risking his body but his whole career and you could tell all all the people in the music business are like "Uh oh every time he does something like oh shit because they know like He's like a commodity. Like he, his body, his voice is the only thing that really matters. He's an object. So if their if their doll gets ruined in some way, shit. So like you know, he has a lot of stake too. You know, um, so his- I have that. In, I have that in my notes too. It said right. I said like they mentioned he's the most streamed artist in the world right now. Yeah, like this would be like in like the forties and fifties, Elvis wrestling somebody. Yeah. Or like Paul McCartney wrestling somebody. Like this guy is the top of the food chain right now in the music industry. Like yeah. the Met Gala, he was everywhere, and now he's wrestling Damian Priest in front of his hometown. Like I, I don't think that gets enough credit. Like WWE does these things where they reach out to these like big celebrities, and all they have to do is be a fan. Yeah, and they come with them. Like it's amazing. I I just think that they had a help. Like, it's surprising to see, like, all, like, Logan Paul, you know, all these guys are doing a hell of a job. But you can tell the ones that are really committed to wrestling. Bad Bunny's a fan through and through. Um, but, again, like, putting his career on the line. He um, went to, I think he moved but, to Orlando, like, six months before WrestleMania to, like, train there, like, the performance center. Like, the guy's obviously committed to it. Yeah. I as mean, is Logan Paul. And based on the match that he had. Uh, there was a moment where we see this is cool. Damian Priest hits a broken arrow uh, to like Bad Bunny off this like box through a table, which is really cool. A lot of back and forth action. There's chains involved, chairs. Um, we see a moment where Judgment Day run down and they attack Bad Bunny until Rey Mysterio runs down. Um, then we get the return of Carlito Caribbean Cool. It was great to see him. The crowd popped hard. He was able to nail a backstabber to Finn Balor, and that looked really cool. And then um, Savio Vega comes out after Judgment Day. Dominic and Finn try to leave, and uh, Savio gets support from LWO. 
However, Savi's roundhouse kick was pretty impressive. He did do a really cool kick. And he could still punch real well. Yeah, he, he was doing pretty good. Um, the ending comes after we see Bad Bunny nail a bunny destroyer after nailing uh, Damien with the chair numerous times. I was happy with the outcome. What did you think of the match? Yeah, no, great outcome. Uh, you know, gave people what they wanted to see. The only the only thing I have, and this annoys me throughout all of wrestling, is when someone's doing a figure four leg lock and the referee counts when the other guy's shoulders are on the ground. Because the yeah. referee will start counting and he'll do one, two, and then the guy like lift his shoulder up and then they go back and they do it again, they do it again. And they end up counting like eight times. And it's just like, while they're in the figure four, just let him do the submission move. Stop counting it. Uh, it's, it's not a pin. We know it's not a pin. We know it's a submission move. Stop counting it. Um, but like... Bunny did wrestling moves. Like Bad Bunny was doing wrestling moves. Uh, mm. He wasn't just like jumping around and punching and doing this. Like the guy was clearly trained in wrestling for this match. Um, and Damian Priest showed that this guy is a legitimate star. Like Priest himself can can wrestle just like we knew he could. But mm. Damian Priest is a, a guy, and you know afterwards. Afterwards, they said that, uh, you know, like, they view him as, like, a big top-tier guy. So, um, I think everybody won in this match. I think this is going to be uh, a match that everyone – and, you know, obviously Twitter and Facebook and all YouTube and all this the, the views that came out of this. You know, I think, I think, like, the next night, it was already at, like, 40 million views on Carlito's return. Um, I don't know how you don't re-sign Carlito. I, I, I know they should resign when he came back at the Rumble. Like, yeah, like, like so the cool. guy is huge. The guy looks better now than he did then. I think he's just he's giant. Um, I spit in the face of people who don't want to be cool. He actually put up a funny tweet. He put up, uh, I guess my indie booking price went up higher. Like you know, just in case he doesn't get resigned. That's funny. Um, but he's uh, I, I've seen him live at an indie show, and I was like right near him, and the guy is giant. Like he's just. But uh, it was cool. That was a cool touch. I... Go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah. Especially with his dad being Carlito uh, with Chavo Classic, cool. he was there. So it, it was cool being there. It was cool with him being there. I um I the only time I saw Carlito was in 07. I might have seen him before, like in person, but I saw him in 07 when he fought Jeff Hardy in a ladder match at Raw. But that was the only time I saw Carlito, and he was cool there too. But Carlito was awesome, man. Sorry, but Carlos I, Colon was the dad. Carlos, yeah. Well, that's the one where there's a story with uh you know Brody. Brody. There's all oh. There's a lot there, but let's move on. It was a great, great match. Uh, but with Bruiser Bray, let's not talk about that. We have our uh, one of another match, which isn't a main event, but a six man tag. We see the Bloodline get the victory over Matt Riddle and the Undisputed Tag Team Champions Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn. Uh, I'm not gonna lie to you guys. I kind of didn't really pay much attention to this one, but one thing I did pay attention to was during the match, Solo grabs Jay by the throat. And looks as if he's about to Simone spike him. That doesn't happen. So the ends of Simone spiking Matt Riddle and the Bloodline get the win. And when is Solo gonna turn? When is Solo gonna turn? That's a good question. When think? is when is uh when is Solo ready to go solo? Is the question. There you go. Uh, clearly, the dissension in the Bloodline is is pretty obvious at this point. Um. Jay, yeah, it was Jay, uh, you know, tagged him in pretty hard on his chest and, and Solo looked down and saw the handprint and was like, you know, kind of like, what the fuck was that? Like, you didn't have to hit me so hard. Like, but, uh, and I think even 
when Solo grabbed Jay by the throat, like, you know, it wasn't like, at first it was like, oh, crap, like, you're on my team. But then it was like, I'm still going to do this to you. Like, you still fuck with me a little bit. So, um, Solo is, I, I think they're just waiting to pull the trigger on him. You know, it's it's so close. Um, so, I, you know, I don't know what they're waiting for. I don't think they're waiting for him versus Roman. I don't think, I don't know if that's what they're waiting for. Um, is it Roman and Solo versus the Usos? Like, is that what's going to turn out to be the end of the bloodline? Like, is that where the split's going to happen? Um, because I, I Jay is clearly the, the the main combustible element here. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it was weird not seeing Heyman there though, right? Yeah, I, he, was he, he wasn't there. That kind, I, I kind of felt like that was weird. Um. But overall, the, the whole match, I was like, you know, I, I actually thought KO and Sammy and Riddle were going to take it. Uh, Riddle looked good in that match, actually. He was he was he was moving pretty quickly and stuff like that. Um, but overall, it was just it was an okay match to me. I think it, mostly it was yeah. to just give the Bloodline like the next step in their in their story. I agree, man. Well, we'll we'll cover this match quick, um, and then we'll see if we do another one. So we have our main event: Cody Rhodes taking on Brock Lesnar. Um, and this was a decent match. Brock Lesnar got busted open pretty early on in the match. Um, and that was sick. It was cool to see all the blood dripping from his face. The end comes though when Brock locks in the Kimura lock, but Cody is able to roll up Brock and get the victory. I had a feeling Cody was going to get a win, whether it, but not like a substantial win, a win that's kind of like I rolled him up, sort of what happened. Uh, quick thoughts like, what do you think about this main event? Did you think it was yeah, right? Uh- yeah. Clearly, the main event should have been the Bad Bunny match, but uh, Brock and Cody, two big names in WWE, they give him the main event. Brock looks scary big. He is a giant human being, even next to Cody Rhodes. He's a giant human being. The blood was was a nice touch. How often do we see that in WWE? Uh, The report afterwards where it went down just as planned, so is there a little bit more blood getting into WWE? You never know. Um... And as I put on one of my social medias, that's the difference between bleeding every week and bleeding every once in a while. It adds okay. to the match. Um, so when you bleed every week on your weekly Wednesday show, you, it kind of loses the shock factor. When it happens like that and Brock Lesnar is bleeding like that, it becomes a big deal. Uh, Cody gets the win. I don't think we're done seeing Cody versus Brock. Um, maybe one or two more matches we'll end up seeing. But these are two huge stars. And at some point, we have to kind of revisit, is Brock Lesnar one of the greatest of all time? This guy needs to get his flowers at some point. He's, you know, he's, been, he's wrestled on every pay-per-view this year. Mm-hmm. And just no one seems to notice. You know, he's wrestled more than I Roman has. That. Yeah. Yeah. So, Brock is, listen, Pete, Brock is an amateur athlete killer. Yeah. Like, he's yeah. a beast. I agree with you. I don't think this Cody Rhodes story with Brock is over. But what is over is the backlash pay per view. Before we go, what do you rate this pay per view on a scale of like A being best, F being worst? Yeah, no, I'll give it a B. I think for this for the country of Puerto Rico, it was for them, so they did their job. They gave it to them. I think backlash should be a tradition in Puerto Rico from now on. I agree. The Puerto Rican ladies and the Puerto Rican fellas <laughs> are having a good time. Listen, I give it a, I give it like a C. It was like a, like you said for Puerto Rico. But the card was good. There were great matches. And it was a good show. 
Thank you for joining me. Of course, of course. And uh, we'll be back with our Monday Night Raw recap. Stay safe, everybody, and stay uncensored.